Part One, Chapter Two of Ships That Pass in the Night. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ships That Pass in the Night by Beatrice Harridan. Part One, Chapter Two contains a few details. In an old second hand bookshop in London, an old man sat reading Gibbon's History of Rome. He did not put down his book when the postman brought him a letter. He just glanced indifferently at the letter and impatiently at the postman. Zervaya Holm did not like to be interrupted when he was reading Gibbon, and as he was always reading Gibbon, an interruption was always regarded by him as an insult. About two hours afterwards, he opened the letter and learnt that his niece, Bernardine, had arrived safely in Petershof, and that she intended to get better and come home strong. He tore up the letter, and instinctively turned to the photograph on the mantelpiece. It was the picture of a face young and yet old, sad and yet with possibilities of merriment, thin and drawn and almost wrinkled, and with piercing eyes which, even in the dull lifelessness of the photograph, seemed to be burning themselves away. Not a pleasing nor a good face, yet intensely pathetic because of its undisguised harassment. Zervaya looked at it for a moment. She has never been much to either of us, he said to himself, and yet when Malvina was alive, I used to think that she was hard on Bernardine. I believe I said so once or twice but Malvina had her own way of looking at things. Well, that is over now. He then, with characteristic speed, dismissed all thoughts which did not relate to Roman history, and the remembrance of Malvina, his wife, and Bernardine, his niece, took up an accustomed position in the background of his mind. Bernardine had suffered a cheerless childhood, in which dolls and toys took no leading part. She had no affection to bestow on any doll, nor any woolly lamb, nor apparently on any human person, unless, perhaps, there was the possibility of a friendly inclination towards Uncle Zervaya, who would not have understood the value of any deeper feeling, and did not, therefore, call the child cold-hearted and unresponsive, as he might well have done. This she certainly was, judged by the standard of other children, but then no softening influences had been at work during her tenderest years. Aunt Malvina knew as much about sympathy as she did about the properties of an ellipse, and even the fairies had failed to win little Bernardine. At first they tried with loving patience what they might do for her. They came out of their books, and danced and sang to her, and whispered sweet stories to her at twilight, the fairies' own time but she would have none of them, for all their gentle persuasion. So they gave up trying to please her, and left her as they had found her, loveless. What can be said of a childhood which even the fairies have failed to touch with the warm glow of affection? Such a little restless spirit, striving to express itself now in this direction, now in that, yet always actuated by the same constant force, the desire for work. Bernardine seemed to have no special wish to be useful to others. 
she seemed just to have a natural tendency to work even as others have a natural tendency to play she was always in earnest life for little bernardine meant something serious then the years went by she grew up and filled her life with many interests and ambitions she was at least a worker if nothing else she had always been a diligent scholar and now she took her place as an able teacher she was self-reliant and perhaps somewhat conceited but at least bernardine the young woman had learned something which bernardine the young child had not been able to learn she learned how to smile it took her about six and twenty years to learn still some people take longer than that in fact many never learn this is a brief summary of bernardine holmes past then one day when she was in the full swing of her many engrossing occupations teaching writing articles for newspapers attending socialistic meetings and taking part in political discussions she was essentially a modern product this bernardine one day she fell ill she lingered in london for some time and then she went to petershoff end of part one chapter two